Beshus Kvoid Mora da Asra Shlita, Beshus Shishiva Shlita. Tonight's Shir will be a schus for Chaya Brocha Bashendel Lerufua Shalema. We are in the days of preparation for the Yontav of Chanukah. It's brought in the Svarim, Beshels of the Choyeva, others, an expression that Chanukah is the Regal Hayulodim the yontiv of the children. And of course, we can easily relate to that. It's certainly a time that's very appealing to children. If we think back to our memories when we were young, Hanukkah is a very special time for children. But why a volume of Toivim is this? The regel ha-yelodim. Certainly, Purim is also a grand time for children. One can argue that Pesach, the entire yontiv, revolves around the children. Certainly some chastoyre is a very happy time for children. Why specifically Hanukkah is called the Regal HaYelodim? We find in the Rishonim, another Nakuda, the Machzavitri, other Rishonim bring the Loshan of Hanukkah, is Miloshan Chain, and he says, Shebechanukkah motzonu chein be'ine Hashem. We had chein in Hashem's eyes on Hanukkah, and we have chein in Hashem's eyes on Hanukkah. And why specifically on Hanukkah do we have Chain Be'ene Hashem? We know that Hanukkah always corresponds to the parshas of Yosef. We've explained many times in previous years the union of Yosef being the antithesis of Yovon. Yovon is Yosef. Yosef is Antiochus. Yosef is Yefei Toyar, Yefei Mare, the antithesis of Yovon Yaftali Kim Yefes. And we know that Yosef is the Indian, represents the Yeshua against the Malchus Yovon. But we find in the Torah that Yosef is often referred to as a child. Ben Zikunim, Vuhunar. And we also find the idea of Chain by Yosef. But not just that he had chen, he actually personifies chen. In the Brocha of Yankiv Avinu to Yosef, Ben Poiras, Yosef, Sirach says, Ben Poiras, Ben Chen. Ben Poiras alay oyen, chinoi noti al ha'oyen. He is a Ben Chen, a child of chen. Yosef has chen, but not just any chen, specifically the chen of a child. Chain certainly, the Rishatevis of Chain is near Chanukah. And we also know that the light of Chanukah, the Svarim teaches, comes from the Yemois HaMashiach, as is Nirmas in the Posik, Orachti Ner Lemashichi. What does it have to do with Yemois HaMashiach? Why is it a light that comes from Yemois HaMashiach? When we say that Chanukah is regular Hayulodim, it's a yontav for the children, perhaps it can be understood. It's not just a yontif for the children. It's a yontif for us to be children. Chanukah, the school of Chanukah, is for us to find a particular childlike quality that's within ourselves. And children, we know, have chen. And we have chen be'ene Hashem on Chanukah because we become children. 
which quality of children do we have to access within ourselves on Hanukkah? That unique quality of children that gives them their chen. And where does the chen of children come from? And what is that chen? A child, what's so bachent about him? He's not accomplished. He's not learned. He's often not very well behaved. Actually, it's often the child who doesn't behave so well, the most mischievous, who for some reason has even greater chen than, than another type of child. Where is the chen coming from? A child has a chen otsum, that he has an innate sense of value that's not dependent on any situations or any matzovim. It's in his essence. A grown-up, an adult, in order for him to have a sense of value, to have an inner sense of worth, he has to be accomplished. He has to have something to show his atzlocha. Either he's wealthy, or he's knowledgeable, or he's learned, or he's talented, or he's powerful. And if he feels that he's not mutzlach, he doesn't feel he has any value. And when he's not matzliach, he feels he can't cope. He can't continue. A child is oblivious to all the things that happened around him, to what people say, to the matzovim around, to the situations. He continues to go on in his own way. I once read someone was describing a train ride. When they went to Auschwitz, describing the wretched misery and the horror and the terror and the fear and the preparation for the worst that they were all feeling. And this person writes that in that terribly, horribly packed train, he noticed there was a mother holding a little baby. And the little baby was wrapped in a blanket. And the baby was sleeping peacefully as if in bliss, oblivious to everything going around him. And everybody was looking at that baby and drawing such, such an uplifting feeling from that baby. It was, like a, a, it was like he was emitting a glow. He was illuminating that entire, the, 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 the entire wagon, the cattle car which they, were, which they were all packed into. The child is blissfully unaware of what's happening around him. And at the same time, he's completely secure in his knowledge that he's worthy of being loved. Even if he comes into the house covered from head to toe in mud with his trousers ripped, he runs into the house to his mother, he says, hello, mommy, and he expects a hug and a kiss and to be loved unconditionally. He doesn't doubt it for a second. And when he begins to doubt that he's worthy of being loved, when he starts to think that perhaps his value is only based on his accomplishments, that's when he starts to lose his chen. That's when he starts to grow up. That's the chain of Yemoysa Mashiach. Because Yemoysa Mashiach will be a time where there will be no matzovim. Nothing will count except the essence. Ishtachas gafnoi ve'ishtachas te'inosoi. Living who he is, who his inner being is. Not being judged by anything around him, any matzov or any situation. And that's the ur of Yemoysa Mashiach. That's the world of Hanukkah. The situation of Hanukkah couldn't be worse. The Rizhna once said, said you look at, um, says, you know, a yontiv has to be either in the middle of a month 
when the moon is full or at the beginning of a month, like Rosh Hashanah, the only yontav that comes at the end of a month when the Levana is bimiyuta, a yontav that comes in a time of darkness, in a time of winter, lele teve so aruchim, a zman that the Kadmonim tell us actually belong to the forces of darkness that belongs to Esav. You light Hanukkah on the left side, always signifies the Tzad of Dinim. You light the Hanukkah Lech Lamata Me'asara Tvachim, that's the furthest away from the Shechina you ever get. If you could define a Mokoim and a Zman, if you could vote for the most unlikely to succeed, the worst situation that we can find ourselves in is in Hanukkah. And yet in Hanukkah, we ignore all of that. A small bit of light is much darker. It's interesting, the lotion of doiche, it pushes it away. What do I mean? The darkness goes away. You light it up, it becomes illuminated, it's no longer dark. That's not what it says. The darkness doesn't disappear. It's there. You push it away. Go further back, stand back. Around me, there's only light. I shine even though I haven't eliminated the darkness. The darkness is here. But I push and push so that around me there's only illumination, there's only light. <clears throat> and in the Beis Hamigdosh, after they defeated the Yavonim, and they found, they found destruction, they found a disaster. Everything was smashed, everything was broken, everything was defiled. Everything was filled with the tomb of the Yivanim. And when under all of that destruction, they dug and they found a pach shemen munach godel. You know what it was like? That pach shemen was like that baby swathed in beautiful blankets, completely oblivious to the destruction around him, shining and glowing forever. That was what they found. They found something unaffected by all the carnage and all the destruction around it, as if it hadn't happened at all. And then, even though they were all Temeyan, they were all impure, and they were all broken, and they were all defiled, they pushed and they pushed that darkness and they said, I am light. I am going to light this menorah, and this menorah is going to light for all eternity. And this is the opposite of Yovan. Yovan cares only about the situation. Your value is measured by nothing else except by how much money you have in the bank, how rich you are, how beautiful you are, how accomplished you are, how fast you are, how strong you are. The Greeks invented the Olympics to judge who's the fastest, who's the strongest, who's the most athletic. They created competition. They created a world where nothing is about who you are but about the conditions around you. Yosef HaTzadik went through many, many different matzavim. Yosef HaTzadik was the Ben Zekunim sitting in learning B'chavrusa with his father, Yankiv Avinu. And then he went to a different world. He was tied in ropes and thrown into a wagon of Yishmael and being sold again to Midyonim and to slave traders. And then he landed in Mitzrayim in the house of Eishas Paitif and from there he went to jail. And from there he became a king, a Mishnah Lamelech in Mitzrayim. So many different Matzovim. Yet what do Chazal tell us? 
It was all of things were going around around him, but he remained untouched. Ben Zakunim, Vuhunar, Ben Poiros, a Ben Chain, filled with Chain, the Chain of a child who's unaffected. What does this one say? What does that one think? How does this look? What do I have? The Chain of the Yontav of Chanukah, the Regal of the Yeladim. But there's a deep oymek here. When we talk about matzavim and situations, it's not just that we can't measure ourselves by our situation. We also have to know how to define what a matzav is. There are many different types of matzavim. All different, they're all different challenges. Some are berachnius and some are begashmius. I want to share with you a little bit a few lines from the Sefer Derech Hashem by the Ramchal that are so yesoidistic, so foundational. And it will give us an insight into understanding what these matzavim are. The Ramchal explains HaKadosh Baruch who created the world and he put a person in this world and in this world there are in Yonim of Toiv and Ra and all of these are here to test the person so that he should be boicher betoiv and be mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu by his correct choices, by his bechiris letoiv. And all of these in Yonim fill the world. For example, this Gaiva is an Indian Ra. Anivis is Indian Toiv. Rachmonis is a Dover Toiv. The opposite of Rachmonis is Achzorius. Histapkus besimcha bechelkoi, person being tzafrid and happy with what he has, is a Mida Toiva. The opposite is someone who's always complaining, he's always miserable, he's not content with what he has. HaKadosh Baruch in his great wisdom was Mishahe, that all of these prote in Yonim should be and have shaykhis, their efshores bechoiko enushias in the law of man, lefi hatachlis hoikoris. And he brought all of these various situations, v'siboyseyem u'mesubaveyem, v'chol ha'meslavavahem, and he engraved, so to say, their possibility in man. Now, in order for all of these tests to be possible, there have to be different situations in the world so that all of them should be in the soyin to give a person the ability to choose the toiv over the ra, and to be mischazik neged aram, This is derech marshal. If there would be no ashirim vanim, you wouldn't have wealthy people and poor people. You wouldn't have a chance to bring out the Indian of achzorius or of rachmanus. But now that some people are ashirim and some people are anim, the rich man can be tested with his wealth, if he will be a merachein, or he'll be an achzori. And the oni will be tested, if he'll be a mistapik b'muit, or he chalila will be bayit in HaKadosh Baruch And the same, and now you can test the rich man whether he'll become a balgaiva or not. 
or whether he will chase after Tanuga Elamazeh and leave over Avoidus Hashem. And if on top of that, with his wealth, he'll be an honor, he'll be humble, and he'll be Moyes Bahavli Elamazeh, and so too then he overcame his test. And all, every single possibility or combination of possibilities has to be available in this world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, because every single midah has to be tested, and has to be amloch of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in every single test. And so too, there are endless, endless matzovim. But furthermore, and much deeper, says the Ramchal, that the whole Sefer explains that everything that we see on this world is only a manifestation of an inner rochni yizdike shoyrish. Things don't really happen here. Things happen up there. And they are nishtalshel further and further into the world until we see them as what appears to be a physical reality. A person is shesa gidim or ramach evarim. We know there's a deeper meaning to that. There's shesa mitzvah loisasei, ramach mitzvah sasei. And there's a hava and there's yir and there's deeper and deeper and deeper and higher and higher till it reaches the kisei akovet. And when there's a little move up there, the chain down here and all its expressions move. And lehepech, when we make a move here in this physical world, it has an effect at the shayrish, at the root. And these variations in the matzavim, says the Ramchal, don't begin here. They are representations of things that are happening, and there's an aliyah for one thing and a reader for something else. And here in this world, we sense that in the physical world, but what's really, really happening is something much more meaningful and much deeper than what's happening here. All of the things, success, lack of success, all of these things, Tiena, are one thing. These are all protim and prote protim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood are perfect for that particular person. But more than that, not just in the situations of Gashmias, and even more so in situations of Ruchnias. Sometimes we see somebody that Hashgoche El Yoyne decided to create his situation, Sheyazreyu Ezer Godoil, to have a lot of Siyat Deshmayin as Avoides Hashem, Viyokel Olov Hasogas Hashlemus Kalus Rabo, and he sees constant divine assistance in his learning, in his davening, in his middas. And sometimes we see the other way. We find that somebody has it very difficult. He has many difficulties standing in the path of his growth. And he needs tremendous strength and endless toil. And everybody has a different situation. To help him to make it easy for him to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That will stand like a wall of shlemus. They won't let him reach shlemus until he needs to break through that. War that 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 mechitza shall barzel ulis amets in kol tir dois of the yosmasig eshle musi al kolponim and of course 
so too we never understand how to measure the value of anybody's avodas Hashem because everything goes at Kodesh Baruch Hu's dones habriyos bechol matzaveim. Ain't a doyme mishu b'matziv ha'levach. If somebody was destined to have a matziv of levach in avodas Hashem, that things should go easy for him, and he's lazy and doesn't utilize it. You can't compare that to somebody who's b'matziv hadoichak v'nitrad belachtsoi v'lo yashlem eschuch. He wasn't able to achieve because it was so much more difficult. V'dinam lo yeshav, and the mishpat will not be the same. El yudan kol echod kifi mashehu be'emes, and only Hakadosh Baruch Hu knows. The Ramchal's version and picture of what the world really means. We think that this world is a world of matzavim, and our constant struggle is just to get from one matzav to a little bit better matzav, and we think about that, and we live in all that, and of course a person has to have a shtadlis, but he's, if he thinks that that's what it's about, and there's also an Indian of Abayda Sashem and being Ayn al he's missing the point. He has a completely wrong, he's a misconception of what life is. This is not Derech Agav. The Matsovim are that and only that. They were created for no other reason. They have no other meaning, no other pirush, except for a test that they are a test for us to be able to bring out what we have to bring out. But we get caught up in the world of Yovon, and we begin to see them as a reality for themselves, and we forget that these are all being orchestrated, every single Pratim, there are endless, endless Pratim, and different gradations, and different levels, and every one is perfectly and exquisitely designed for each of us on a personal level. <clears throat> Yosef HaTzadik went through many, many different matzavim. Different matzavim begashmias, different matzavim berochnias. He went through very difficult tests, and some of his tests are truly the tests of our generation. The Svarim HaKadoshim tell us there are two types of Yetzahara. There's a Yetzahara that tries to tempt us to sin, and is the Yetzirah that wants to make us be poirik oil. Poirik oil is different than sinning. Poirik oil is, the Goyen says, like by the Maisa Egel, just throw it all off, and let's sing and dance around the Egel, and forget our Achrayas. There is such an avoidazor of Prikasel. Sometimes it could be Prikasel about everything, and sometimes it's just about a particular Indian. You just poirik oil, I can't deal with that, I'm not interested in dealing with that, and I don't even care. And these two types of Yetzirahs correspond to two levels of Avoidah. There's a type of Avoidah which is very difficult. A person works very hard for everything, his learning, his davening, his midas. But he sees a Hatzlocha. He has a satisfaction, he has a sipuk in what he's doing. He sees the results, he sees himself growing. There's another type of Avoidah, a very, very difficult type of Avoidah where a person is not given the feeling that he's matzliach, he's not given the feeling that he's worthy, he's not given the feeling that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in him, and everything goes exactly the opposite of what he thinks and what he expects it should go. He feels HaKadosh Baruch Hu is pushing him away. Bikish Yaakov Leishev B'Shalver, she says this week, Kofet Tzolov Rukzah Shal Yosef, I think the Shemishmur says this, what do you mean? Bikish Yaakov Leishev B'Shalver, what he didn't want to, 
struggle, didn't want to hurry, didn't want to work hard. Well, he wanted just now retire. He says, no, be, he, he says, I'm prepared to work. I'm prepared to But Rabbi I please, I want to feel it. I want to feel it. Don't, don't give me that type of avoider where I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Because that type of situation, when a person is at the first level of avoider, the Yitzhara can cause him to sin. When he has the second type of Nesayim, he can come to Prikasayim. Because he's just, I just can't cope. I can't take it anymore. I'm not interested. And he throws it off. Imagine Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik. The Pasik says, and the Medish describes, the Medish Tanchuma, how when his brothers went to sell him into slavery, he says, he threw himself on the ground and he cried to each one of his brothers at their feet, begging, please, please don't do this to me. I'm a young boy. You're going to take me, sell me. You know what I mean? To be sold away into slavery in those times. I'll be gone forever. Don't do this to me. I'm your brother. Not one of his brothers had mercy on him, which is an Indian omuk. Now is not the time for that. And they ignored his pleas. They tied him, tied him up, and handed him over to the soichrim. He could have said, This is, this is how Shvatim behave. This is Tommy the Chachomim. This is B'nai Torah. I've had it. I'm not interested. They don't have a drop of, of brotherly Rachmanis. I'm not interested. No. Yosef HaTzadik wasn't Pairik oil. And then he was taken down to Mitzrayim, in Erev HaSaretz, in the lowest place in the world. And instead of forgetting what his responsibility was, he was a tzaddik in the house of Poitifa. He was up early in the morning, learning and davening and saying Tilim, being a Kodesh Vator, a 17-year-old boy, all alone in Mitzrayim. And certainly HaKadosh Baruch, who sees what I'm doing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he gives me Siyata Deshmaya. And suddenly one day, and she says to him, Shichvo imi. And he could have said, This I needed? This is what you're giving me for all of the battles that I'm fighting? Here in the house itself, you bring me for such an assignment. All my avoid, all my atfilis, this is what they're worth. I've had it, Rabbi He could have said so. But he didn't. And then when she tries to tempt him into Chet, with the Shalshelah that resounds until this very day, that Rida says, save the entire world, because had he fallen in his sign, the entire world would have been destroyed. And here he is all alone, he's Mekadosh Shemaim, nobody knows about it. He's Ayman and Nesoyan Otsum. The Svar Magdashim tell us that in this Nesoyan was included all of the Nesoyanists of everybody at Sof Kol Hadairis. And he overcomes the Nisayan. Surely by now, Rabbi Yishtam, my Avoida is worth something. By now, maybe he should be revealed as a tzaddik Yisoy Doilom. And he should be freed, he should be taken out of slavery. And HaKadosh Baruch should come to his rescue. Instead, he's thrown into a dungeon. He goes to jail for it. You know what it means to be cast into a dungeon in Mitzrayim? In those days, that means to be forgotten about forever, to languish until you expire. There was no askonim, no lawyers, nobody to call. No one knew you were there. For what? For saving the world. Maybe he could have said at that time, Rabbi I've had it. This is what I get for what I'm doing. And then after 10 years, and he asks the Sharmashkim, do me a favor, mention me to Parakim Zechatani. Oh, another two years in Tvisa, because he trusted the boss, he didn't trust him. When does it end? 
How does one keep going? Vayimoyin. The Menoyim says, Vayimoyin ed Rishetevet is a posik. Mayofis umano amt ahavo bitanugim. Vayimoyin. How beautiful it is, Reboyin Ishtalam. Ahavo bitanugim. But interesting, the Remez is missing the base. Vayimoyin doesn't have a base. It's Mayofis umano amt ahavo. There's no bitanugim. But that's good for the Remez. He didn't yet have the Tanugim. He didn't see any enjoyment. He didn't see any result of what he's doing. And he said, How sweet it is to serve you. I am not going to look at any of that. Everything you say in Yiddish, everything was going backwards. Everything looked exactly like Hanukkah. The darkness, the end of the month, everything going against them, everything turning wrong. Yankavina didn't believe. The Zaira Kodesh says, What do you mean he didn't believe? He didn't believe that he's capable of such an avoid. He didn't believe he could be alive. He didn't believe that he could still be Yosef Atzadik. Because who could survive such challenges? This Nisayim, in our generation before Mashiach, many of us are tested with this Nisayim. And our avoid is to be doiche es ha-choyshech. Even though the choyshech is there, but we push and we push. And we say, this is not me. I am filled with light. There's darkness. There's maybe even darkness inside of me. I'm pushing that out. I am going to light the Chanakilech. I'm going to sing the Takodish Baruchu. We go through difficulties. Things sometimes are crashing all around us. Many terrible Nasyonas. Recently in this area, people suffered terrible hardships and are still suffering terrible hardships. Not even knowing how to continue. We can't even begin to imagine the trauma. People losing everything. People not having the menuche of being able to sit in their own homes. Loi nachti, Chazal say, mimalchus yovon. Yovon takes away our menuche, our sense of being where we are. That's why on Hanukkah we light a ner ish ubeisoy. We illuminate the home, the house, even though there may be darkness. There may be darkness in Gashmis, may be darkness in Rochnis. A person says, I'm going to push and push and realize I have not been touched. My spirit cannot be touched. No matter what's going on around me, I find in myself the inner oil. I find in myself, within myself, the ability to shine. And we have to understand that times of darkness, times of difficulties are times of opportunity. The Yankee Vavina, we just learned in this week's parsha, went back for the Pachim Ketanim. The Kadmoinim say that in those vessels, the Pachim Ketanim was the Pach Shemen of the, of the Menorah. It's near as we say, Uminoisa Kankanim Nasaneis Lashreshanim, the Chesbosaifa says. The leftover Kankanim, the Yankee Vavina, left behind, from there came the Ness. 
And we find that when Yaakov went back to get those Pachim Ketanim, which is in effect when we created Hanukkah, he had a battle. ish imoy. The Soresh al the Sultan himself, wrestled with him through the night, Ada Shacha. And Yaakov defeated him. And after the battle, the Malach says, Your name shall no longer be Yaakov. From now on, you should be called Yisrael. He's Sarisa, you have championed, you have triumphed. And from now on, you are Yisrael. Now, a name change is not a simple thing. That means a change in one's essence. A name is a person's tachlis, a person's shlichis. Until now, Yaakov was a loshen of a yakvuni, loshen yodu echezes ba cave esov. And now when he became someone else, he became Yisrael. And we became Yisrael. Had it not been for this night of fighting, we would never be b'nei Yisrael. We'd be b'nei Yaakov. We'd be a different nation. We'd be somebody else completely. The question is, why only then was Yaakov Avinu's name changed? Didn't he accomplish anything until now? I mean, till now, Yaakov Avinu learned 14 years, B'Shem Ve'Evri, didn't sleep one night out of 14 years. Yaakov Avinu lived in the house of Lovon, Im Lovon Garti V'Taryag Mitzvah Shamarti. He was Mamed 11 Shvotmeri, B'Kedush of Tahara. He was Tzirosech HaKuka on the Kisei HaKovoy. He was the Bechir HaOvois. He was the Tzadik Ador. And all his time, he still remains Yaakov. But once, hey, it's time for you. you you've steigt enough to change your name. Only after this fight with the Malach. And we see from here a Dova Nifler, A person can grow, a person can steig. But for a person to become someone else, there has to be a Vaye Ovek. It only goes with a fight. It only goes when there's a Mahavak, when he has a struggle, when he uses Koichas that he never had to use before, he becomes somebody else. Now, of course, Yaakov had to fight to stay up at night for 14 years. Of course, he had to fight to keep Torah and Mitzvah in the environment of Lovon. But it was, as the last Pesach in Parashas Vayetz, it says, V'yakov holach ledarkoi. It was on his path. It was on his derech. It, his derech involved a lot of hard work. It wasn't outside of what he wanted to do or where he was heading. Suddenly came not just hard work, but a challenge, a fight, a mulchama. Soresh el is fighting him. Vaye Ovek. He had to fight. He had to push back. And because of that was revealed a part of him that was pure. As it says, Helu Ovek at Kisei HaKovet. As says, the chalik of Kisei HaKovet in his neshama. He had to reach in so deep to find a part of himself that he never knew existed. The part that Yisrael. And had he not fought that battle, he never would have known he was Yisrael. We would have gone through life never knowing what's inside of us. Only the fight brings that out. We often liked, you know, we sometimes we prepared to work hard for Avodah Hashem, but everything according to Ladarkoi, what's comfortable for us, what's Gishmak for us, what's my derech, what I like. When I have to do something that's a Vayayovik, that's a battle. We often shy away from that. And because of that, we don't change. So Lashon of the Chazinish in Sefer Amunu Betochen, he writes, Tikkun Halev Ein Loi Mozer has no remedy except when someone does Maisim Musukonim, who does um, deeds that are proper, that are good, Bekoyach Machriach Beheskim Kodim. He forces himself with a haskoma beforehand. 
הנאסם במלחמה ובאומץ נגד הרוצן החופשי. מספך לבובוי מרע לטוב. When a person does over and over against his rotsan achavshi, ubederech hazeh a person is koyne es atoyv al yedei ahergal lehisgaber kipam bepam al atava achomri zval netiyas hanavshis. We all have certain netiyas, things that we like that go our way, and we like everything to fit in to that framework, into those parameters. We don't want to go against netiyah hanavshis and taiva hachumris. Ulaat laat when we do. We change el hatoiv benetiyatz misvachoshes. Our very nature changes, and now we have a natural inclination for these masim toivim. We become somebody else. That's only the result of a battle. Someone told me this week there was a boy in a certain yeshiva, and over the years this yeshiva was a yeshiva who helped boys who were really struggling in their learning, and. This Bacha had a very, very difficult time in learning. It was so, so difficult that no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't put two lines of Gemara together. And, and when he finally did, he would forget he had a terrible, terrible memory. It was very difficult for him. And I knew his Magichir, and I met the boy a few times. I never saw a Bacha should have such a Havasatayah. All he wanted was to be able to know how to learn. He used to cry, Bashman Esther, I want to understand Torah. And he was, I want to tell you something, a very happy bocha. Always positive, always optimistic. I'm going to get it. I'm, he never got down. He was always certain that he's going to be matzliach. And he tried and tried and tried until there was a professional who was involved in the case suggested to the Magichi, you know, look, his heart is so set on becoming a Talmud Chochem. And we all know he'll never become one. It's going to be a disaster when he realizes it. He's, the fall is going to be impossible to bear. He's going to collapse. You have to start telling him, you have to start slowly weaning him off and tell him, you know, maybe learning is not for everybody. Maybe you could learn something else, learn a little bit of kids. You don't have to learn Gemara. You know, the decision was that it just, it, it'll break him so much to be told that. You don't know what's worse. And, and so, of course, so. Somebody who's so, so with all his heart and soul wants to know Torah, it can't be HaKadosh Baruch who won't, ha- won't help him. Anyway, this week I met his Magid Shir. I asked him, how this Bacha doing? He says, you just would not believe it. He said, he spoke recently to his Magid Shir. He's in a different yeshiva now. He said, he's the best Bacha in the Shir. He's Mama Shalom. I said, come on. I spoke to him about a Tyson Kedushin, and we discussed the Machloik as the Rishoyin. He was Shoylet in it, Mamish Hafla Vafela. Hafla Vafela. So the Magachir was so overcome. He, 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 I said, he burst into tears. He took the book, he gave him a hug and a kiss. He couldn't believe what he saw. So, what happened here? Of course, the power of Tefillah. Of course, the Kedusha Satir. Of course, the Yatta There's no doubt about it. But the emiss is, what happened is that this Bacher fought and he became somebody else. The Bacher before was not able to learn or hadn't yet found the part in him that was able to learn. From the battle was revealed the chilek in him, the chilek of Yisrael, Kisoriso, and he triumphed and he championed. And he became somebody who could learn. From the battle, from the Vayayovic. If you'll notice in the Alanisim, the question is asked, we talk all about the Mulchama. In the Alanisim for Purim, there's no mention about the Mulchama. 
It's all about Talisa Oisev, as Bonavalo It's not a sin. There was a, there was a huge Mulchama there. They killed 75,000 Amalekim, Chamisha, Veshivim, Olev, and surely it was a difficult Mulchama. Why is there no mention about the Nitzach and Amulchama? The answer is simple. By Purim, the triumph wasn't on the battlefield. It was won in the palace by Esther Amalka exposing Haman. Even though, of course, there was a battle, and it wasn't an easy battle, but the battle was won beforehand. They were fighting really against an opposition who didn't have any strength. It was V'yakiv Holach Ledarkoi. It was along our path. Hanukkah was won on the battlefield. Hanukkah was a battle Mulchama. In the Tfilis, there's not even a mention about the nests of the Shemen. Not even a mention about how the candles, how the Neiris burned for eight days. Because how they burned for eight days was also part of a nest of the Mulchama. That battle, that Vayayovek, that is where it happened. That's where we entered. We left the world of Teva and entered into a world of Nisim. We became somebody else. We discovered the part of us that's so strong and that's so filled with light and it's not brought down by anything that happens to us. You know, somebody told me a Moiridikamaisa yesterday and he heard it in a drasha this week. Rabbi Avi Shulman spoke, I think it was in Asifas Mechanchem, he told over a Dover Nifle. In Lakewood, there was a row of houses, you know, they build these townhouses. Somebody put up 10 townhouses on a block. And each house was built with a tree planted in the front yard. When the hurricane came, five of these trees were blown over, and the other five stood tall and didn't. And they weren't like, you know, just random. Out of ten houses, five the trees fell, and five they stood. And the fellow who built this development couldn't understand it. They were all built at the same time. They're all facing the same wind, the exact same location. I got to get to the bottom of it. He spoke to an engineer until they finally figured out. The five houses where the trees had fallen had installed sprinkler systems for the lawn. And therefore, there was always water going into the trees, so the trees never had to develop deep roots to go deep into the ground. The five houses who didn't have sprinkler systems, there was no water at that level, so the trees had to dig deep into the ground and go with their roots deeper to find water, and so they were able to stand strong. Sometimes we think we're making things easier, it's much more comfortable, we're giving the tree all the water. But because of that, it doesn't develop properly, and the slightest wind knocks it over. The tree who didn't get the sprinkler system, who didn't have that added help, you know what happened? It developed, and the roots went deeper into the ground, and the hurricane wind couldn't knock it over. No, the Mishnah Novus talks about an Elon who's anofiv amiruvo mishroshov. It has more leaves than roots. Sometimes the tree doesn't have so many roots. So you know what? It, it grows in the leaves and it looks so beautiful on top. But there's nothing there. Sometimes it's a vayovek. It's a battle. It doesn't go comfortably. But we should know that that develops the roots in us. That makes us go deeper. That makes us find a part of us that we may never have realized before. And that's how Klal Yisrael grew. Now, you've all heard of there was the Eden Eretz Yisrael who came from Russia, Yitzchak Zilba, Yidat Tzadik, Moedek Yidat Yisrael, and books have been written about him. When he came to Eretz Yisrael, 
He came with his son, the Ben Sin. He was a bocha, and he wanted to enroll him in the Mir Yeshiva. So he brought him to Abchaim Shmolevitz for a feher. And when he brought him to hell, he told Abchaim, he said, you know, I have to excuse him. He said, we understand from Russia. He doesn't know so much. He could only feher him on Nosh and Nizikin. He also knows Rosh Hashanah, Yuma, and Sukkot. And Fashtayitz, Tanach, and Mishnayis. And he knows Mishnabura, but not Mila, but Mila. From Russia, what could you expect? Sir so Abchaim started to feher him. And he saw wherever he spoke to him, he knew. Abchaim was so nisragish, he burst into tears. He started crying. Sir so Bitsak thought he's crying because now how little his son knows. He says, Please, Rashiv has to understand we didn't have any svarim. They took away our svarim. If he would have had a whole shas, he would know like all the other boys know. I remember when I was a Bochemir Yeshiva, somebody pointed out, he was any Gamandus Rabbin and told me this story. I remember I was once at a, bu- at a bus stop, and I assumed this. I just wanted to talk to him. I said, I told him a little. It's a word. A word. You know, he said, a bus stop, you tell somebody a word. He said, no. He started arguing back and forth. It's not right. You can't. <laughs> the Torah mean, meant so much to him. means so much to him. He can't just be a cobble of word like this. It was real. Roots. Ah, when there's Vayayovic, there's Roots. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who stood for us and with us through difficulties, through Eist Sarasam. And it's very difficult to understand why we're thanking Hashem for redeeming us from a tzara when He Himself brought the tzara. So what are we, what are we being thankful for? Avada HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought the tzara. But we're understanding now the difficulty itself was brought just to be maimed us, to make us great, to lift us up, not to put us down, not to make us forget our tachlis, not to make us throw in the towel and give up. He was maimed us, he sent the difficulty our way just to develop us, to make us greater, to find the kisarisa within us, to change who we are, to find inside ourselves that there's more to us. And otherwise, perhaps you would go through life never realizing it and being satisfied with so much less without ever coming in contact with who we really are. The Yontiv of Hanukkah. To push back. To recognize that we ourselves have endless, endless value. It doesn't depend on the situation. To know that even when there's darkness, it doesn't make a difference to who we are, Be'etzem. Not to be discouraged. That's what the Yetzirah wants more than anything else, is to discourage us, to take away our feeling of value. To make, and he'll throw everything at us to show we're not being Matzliach, God, is not interested in our avoida. Look, look, everything you do, and you, you, just, you, don't, you don't see anything. And to overcome that, we need a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be maimed us, and He will be, and He is. And He helps us fight. And even though we are weak, and even though the stoyness are endless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us the Siyat HaDashmai, and we'll dig deep into ourselves and develop the deep roots that we need to be the Am of Yisrael, Kisarisa, the Ebsel Helfen,
that we should be matche all of the choshech. We should find the oil. We should be zoiche bekorev tzor chodosh al tziyon toer the niskech ulanu b'mehera la oire b'bias mashiach tzidkenu b'mehera b'yameinu. Amen.